and we're off. And we're off. Is that a Coors banquet? Well, if you're going to do that, just hang tight. Yeah, I mean, it's it's called Tavern Talk, so just because we're not in it, just because we're not in a tavern. Ready for it? I tried to find the meme of like the the guy in the flannel shirt, you know, in in nature going bush, but just looking around. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I drank so much bush light yesterday. It, it's a well, it's a it's a fitting start for our first episode of Tavern Talk for us for me to be viscerally hungover after a big A's day. So well, I I understand. I mean, but. You, you have to remind yourself that at least the course banquet is brewed with rock, 100% Rocky Mountain water. And I always am told that the best way to get over a hangover is to drink water. So <clears throat> I got, I got beer and water. Yeah. So Coors just, isn't quite as, I think Bush isn't quite as nice as Coors, but. Well, actually you know, I think it's just, I think it's just a little lighter. So you, you actually, you should have more water there. Yes, technically. More, more water, less less barley. So. I heard that Bush and Bush and uh, Bush Light uh-huh. are the stuff that doesn't make the cut when they brew Budweiser and Bud Light. So it's like just it's not good enough to yeah. pass the pass whatever standards there are for Budweiser and Bud Light. Yeah. So the Anheuser Busch is just you know the geniuses there say you know let's create a beer for the outcasts and misfits. <laughs> and then we're going to market with Bush and Bush Light. And then we're still going to market the shit out of it, though, because we're Anheuser Busch, and, and we are like one of the best American companies ever. You know, yeah. Well, we're you not know, even what, American anymore. What uh, what gets me about Coors is all those the billboards they do of the the wildland firefighters, and I'm like, fuck it, I want to sub- I want to support those guys. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to drink Coors because. Okay somehow you know the five cents or whatever I, I could probably just find a wildland firefighter give him 20 bucks and actually do more but yeah. i wouldn't yeah. get to drink beer then so if <laughs> it's it's very uh it's very uh middle class uh yeah. of us too because i'm sure like you're like little local bars in like oh, your yeah. hometowns they all have like the budweiser sign with the bow tie on it out outside on it on it and that's oh, yeah. very like americana you know yeah definitely more bars in like the north idaho anywhere in any town in montana or idaho that i go to way more bars than than georgia has just you know like once you get away from atlanta um Mm -hmm. but even the ones even like i mean atlanta is the exception but like the suburbs and everything it's just not a and i think it seems like somebody was telling me that it was from they're from the Midwest somewhere, like like Michigan or Wisconsin or something like that. And they were saying how, like, yeah, like out here or out there, it's, um, you know, you get everybody that's like, you know, you've got your local neighborhood bar. You know, you got the, the bar on the corner or whatever where just everybody goes and has a beer after work or something. And it always just sounded more, much more social, more friendly than, uh, which is ironic, you know, because you think of the South as being this friendly place. But, and not that it's, not that it isn't. But I kind of feel at the same time, there's a bit of a, you know, there's sort of a, like a two-facedness to it or something. I don't know. You know, I I get exactly what you're saying about yeah. like the South. There's like standards that have to be upheld yeah. in every in every social interaction in the South. There's a there's no, a I lot of there's a lot of unspoken rules to it yes. that like like if you were to say that okay, I want you to sit down and I want you to write down the Ten Commandments or whatever, you know, in, of the South. Like, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to. You know, some magazine could do it and you'd be like, oh, yeah. oh, that's funny. But realistically, it's just there's a way of, there's a way of interaction or something. I've, I've always been pretty, looking back on, like, where I've, you know, being where you're from and whatnot, looking back with yeah. fondness. I've always been pretty fortunate being like from where I'm from, where I'm from in like St. Louis and St. Charles for that matter. Cause yeah, we have like all of like the good stuff of like the South like, yeah. when it comes to like Midwestern and Midwestern manners. But you just got done saying, talking about a corner bar. There's literally a bar in my hometown called the corner bar that my dad and my uncle, my dad used to mm-hmm. tend bar there. Yeah. My uncle, my uncle would tell me stories when he get off the riverboat back when he, cause he used to be a riverboat captain. Oh shit! And 
Yeah, yeah, he'd go up and down Mississippi, <laughs> up and down the Ohio and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Story in itself there. Like that's who that's who I was having lunch with today, right? Yeah. But he was talking about how he uh <laughs> he would go to the corner bar at like eleven AM and then shut it down at like two PM. And shit. after having a big A's night like last night, I was like, yeah. he told me that story today, I go, you know, I'm not so bad. It's, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> He goes, would you just a, go out drinking with your buddies? Go, it's a family yeah. tradition. Yeah. He said yeah, he said that too last oh, time really? I was having lunch with him. He goes, Did you go to the corner bar? You know, it's a family tradition to go there and just get loaded. <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know that. He's the yeah. man. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I, I think that the drinking culture in the South was more well, I don't know. I guess there there's also there's also a um and I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between like the fiction, you know, the the Hollywood narrative of it, and and what is true. Because like the South is so like even just like being in the South, it's so much different than like being in like I don't even know what St. Louis would be. The St. Louis is like Missouri is such an oddity, and it's and that well, goes back during, to the Civil War. During, yeah, during the war, it was an oddity. There's there's a book there's a book in my Audible. Um, you you need to try. I need to finish it, but it's it's not very long. But it's like the biography of a guy that was he 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 fought with Quantrill and um and Quantrill's like Raiders, Fra- yeah, and and knew Frank James, and it, it like the story the as much as I got gotten through, it's interesting because he, you know, he started out at the beginning of the war, he signed up or joined up with the Confederate Army, and then you know early on a battle went south or whatever they got captured at um. So they had to, you know, they they released them with the promise of like, yeah, you know, I won't take up arms against the North um, again. But basically what what got him joined up with the Raiders was is like he went home and Yankee soldiers just were like would treat him like shit and and hassle them. And and, you know, I mean, they're basically acting like they're acting like an invading army. Mm -hmm. And so he's finally like, fuck this. Um, You know, you, you can't. You can't put up with like your uncle getting murdered or your brother getting murdered or something like you, you got to do something. So that's that's what put him with the Raiders. And people, people forget how t- just tough those people well, were back then and how the type of sh- stuff that they had to like go through. And it's well, exactly and what you even, said. And even more after I feel like after like the way things went in 2020, you can see if you have the eye if you if you want to see if you have the eyes to see it you can see how easily shit could go we might not ever go back to gettysburg level battles between you know people from new york and people from mississippi but you can absolutely see shit like that in missouri that could that could spring up cuz all you need is one side that tells a bunch of no ne'er do wells that okay well you have the sanctioning of the government to to keep these people in line or whatever. And, you know, they may, they may put it as like your peacekeeping. You're just, you're keeping the peace, you know, making sure, making sure everything's safe. But all it takes is a few of the wrong, wrong crowd to be given that power. And then they start abusing it. And then you have the exact same thing where, well, you've got a choice. Do you, do you want to put up with this abuse or do you want to shoot that fucker and, you know, yeah. round me, round these sons of bitches up and, and stop this shit. And if you, take a, if you take a look at how the city of St. Louis is, yeah, um, the city of St. Louis, like now I'm kind of elaborating on like my hometown here. So, but you like it's separate from any jurisdiction, right? Yeah, the city, the city limits of it's it's incorporated onto itself, right? It's not a part of St. Louis County. It's not a part of St. Charles County. And that right. goes back to Abraham Lincoln, right? Putting declaring St. Louis to be under uh, martial law because there's a federal weapons arsenal there. Now, the city will not be reincorporated into any county surrounding it, no matter how much they try, because the county taxpayers of St. Louis, St. Louis County taxpayers want nothing to do with the city of St. Louis because the city of St. Louis is pretty much morally bankrupt at this point in time. It, oh, it's 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 or, terrible. Or, yeah. Well, there's it's it's not a great place to live, but like yeah. the the surrounding areas of St. Yeah. Louis are beautiful. Like my hometown, yeah. St. Charles. Yeah. Beautiful town. 
but the city of St. Louis for the past hundred years has ref- refused to remove its own head from its ass. Yeah. And, and it's come at the cost of, I mean, you know, obviously living in Seattle and living in Salt Lake and living in other places. Like when yeah. I tell people where I'm from, they say, you're from St. Louis. Isn't nothing, nothing goes on there. It's like criminally infested. I go, yeah, but like, you're not from there. You don't know what it's all about. Yeah. I'm from there. Like th- there's yeah. a lot of great places here, but the yeah. city's reputation is it's not great. In the trash, man. It's in the shitter. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I mean, I think, I think kind of my, one of my pet peeves is seeing, especially, I think it bothered me before, but now having, and by no means have I seen, have I seen the country, but getting to see more of the country, certainly than, than what I had up until I moved to, to Utah, what is, you know, you see the Instagrammers or whatever talk about like, oh, travel and go to Thailand or Nicaragua, or not Nicaragua, but Costa Rica and all this and learn about the world. I'm like, realistically, how much are you fucking learning about yourself going to white people vacation spots in Costa Rica? Jack shit. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn about something, like learn about your own fucking country first. Like learn how, you know, you move to a place like Utah or even Idaho or you go to Seattle or something like that and learn how, like, yes, on one on one hand, especially with Target and, and fast food chains, everything's sort of the same because I can go get the same number one at I don't think we have Zaxby's around here, but I can go over to Chick-fil-A and I can get the same number one at Chick-fil-A in Spokane that I can get in Atlanta. Get or me fired up talking about Zaxby's. Yeah. <laughs> Those nibblers. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't know. The last, it seems like they yeah, kind of turned me off last time, but, but yeah, you can get, you, so on that, on that level, yeah, you're getting the same thing, but there's, it's the subtle differences that, you're like, oh, we're this. This is exactly the same, except for it's not. And it's like, it's like learning how. It's like a safe dial where, like, yeah, it's almost, it's almost like the same, but it's just slightly turned to the right or just slightly turned to the left. It's so unique, and, you know, being able to go like, and if you, if I look at like the the best vacations that I've taken. Ever, yeah, you know, I've yeah. been, I've done the whole all-inclusive things, and granted, they're fun, you mm-hmm. know, because drink as much as you want. Yeah, you're on a tropical destination; they're awesome. But the best vacations I've ever took have always been like with my family, going yeah. to like where like my mother's from up in Boston, yeah. and going to like have my uncle Jimmy take me and show me where like Paul Revere was captured on the Freedom Trail, and you yeah. stand, you stand in a place like that. And you're oh, like yeah. 200 years ago, a guy who I read about in a book was right here being captured by the British. And he yeah. didn't know, he didn't know at that time, like what he was doing. We know through the lens of posterity that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Paul Revere is an important figure. At that point in time, Paul Revere was just Paul Revere, you know? Yeah. He was a silversmith from, that lived yeah. in Boston. And he quite possibly was on the very wrong side of a, of something that was going to go south. Yeah. And, Which, and he was. And the, they were lucky, too, because at that same time, Napoleon's gaining power over in France and the British were like, we got to worry about this guy more than we got to worry about those guys. Yeah, <laughs> man. It's, Wait, but well, no. Well, no, I mean, that was still before that was still before Napoleon. Wasn't Napoleon gaining power in the late 17th century or 18th century? Well, he was, but that was after it was after the revolution. Well, because we'll the, the French. The, We'll edit this out. I'm wrong. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm wrong. I was like, I was like, oh, we, we yeah, got to get your facts if we, if, Yeah, if we, if, we start, if we start out claiming to be a history podcast and have a glaring error, we'll, we'll, well never. It's called, ta- it's called Tavern Talk because we can That's pontificate true. and elaborate. That's <laughs> true. I mean, and so it's, not like like taverns. it's not like in taverns. It's not like in taverns. But then at the same time, I also have to remember that, like, if I was listening to something and, and they told me, like, a glaring glaring historical error i'd be like ah fuck these guys i don't know what we the gotta fuck we, yeah we'll cut it we'll cut that <laughs> that's okay well we, we, we can just or we can just like correct it and say that no napoleon didn't come up what what the motivations at least the surface level motivations behind the revolution were in fact the the taxation that the british levied against the colonists to help pay for the debts incurred by the french and indian war 
that had they had just wrapped up. So the the monarchy and and the um what do they call it Parliament um Parliament Parliament sitting there saying that well you got to pay for this shit and um you know what we were saving the we were bailing these guys asses out of the fire why don't they help pay for it yeah. and and then maybe somebody was like well should we run that by them first and they said fuck them no <laughs> fuck off no so they say well that won't be that big of a deal they'll be fine and they they start some taxes on tea and paper and cards and shit like that and lo and behold it wasn't fine no, so they were pissed I yeah. think the best, if you look at like movies and everything, and, you know, everybody watches movies. And like, if, if you're a history fan, like we are, like you always gravitate towards those historical epics, right? Oh yeah. You know, the, the best history epics that I've seen have always been done in miniseries form, but, and I've always oh, wondered yeah. like, how come, how come nobody yeah. took, handled the revolution? Cause there's really not much about it. Like everybody's like, well, I love the Patriot with Mel Gibson. And there's some historical yeah. facts in there, like the Battle of Calpins and, and all that. And that, and, so. and that one is, like, the more you learn about the Revolution, too, that one is kind of good because it covers the Southern theater instead yes. of just focusing on, you know, excuse me, instead Saratoga of just focusing, yeah, you know, the, the Northern battles and Brooklyn and Boston and all those. So mm-hmm. it's kind of good to show to show that element. And, and I do think, I think that they actually do... Uh, I, I kind of felt like they did a decent job of of showing that m- kind of that moral trap that the that the country fell into because you you come at least the last time I remember watching it I remember coming away with just this like why the fuck couldn't we just have gotten rid of slavery then like like why you know like I know I know why uh, they didn't because they were trying to get they were trying to get the southern states to buy in and you know they were being intransigent fucks about it and. I mean, because their, you know, their their livelihood was tied to it. So, so you understand, but still, it's just like, fuck, so many. It, and and I don't even know that that would have fixed. You know, it's not like that would have fixed everything. And, oh, America would have been perfect because of that. Because it wouldn't. There would have been, even if we didn't have that problem, we would have had some other fucking problem to deal with. And we might still have even had a civil war because we had two very different. We actually very likely could have still had a civil war because we had very two very different economic. Oh yeah, situations, and that's all wars ever are are two very different economic situations and oh, contested boy, territory. So, you know, it might not have prevented that, but it just would have. You feel like we could have maybe grabbed a little bit higher rung on the moral high ground, um, because with with you know well. We definitely, you know, we definitely would have still had problems because unless we had also simultaneously come up with a a more humanitarian way to deal with the natives of the country that were already here, yeah, <laughs> that we had, that we had already wiped out a lot of them due to disease and yeah. and fighting, you know, that you know that that would have been a whole another another problem in itself. But but anyway, I just I just I, I like I like the movie. I, I, yeah, wanna, it's been a while since I watched it, but if you want to see probably the best depiction of how things were, and I know you've read this book, but you need to watch the miniseries. Oh, the John, John Adams one. It's it's unquestionably one of the best things I've ever watched. Paul Giamatti is perfect. Is John that was, Adams? That was like the most, for whatever it, reason, that was like the most inspirational historical biography that I've ever read. Because I think it was just. It was focusing in on, well, in part because I think biographies of Jefferson, they kind of gloss over Adams, you know, like they, because well, because Jefferson definitely, despite his faults, Jefferson is so much more marketable, for one. He was a better, he was, was, it's it's the difference between a dude that was, like, self-admittedly not a good-looking dude, and a guy that was... On, yeah, that was handsome. recognized like that was handsome. So was handsome you, you've got like you've got like Paul Newman and like Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, people and, are going to remember and, Paul Newman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only that, but Paul Newman also had the personality of like a gregarious. Well, not necessarily gregarious, but he was friendly. He was like he could talk to people on their level about a wealth of topics, whereas you had John Adams, who was very much the puritanical like 
well, I don't think you should do that. And, you know, yada, yada. But they were both they were both absolute, absolutely brilliant men just with very distinct personalities. And they needed each other, too. And they did. Like, and they that's did. what that's what that book and that miniseries captures so well is. Yeah. They were friends, but they were more than friends. They were like not they were any also, like romantic situation, but they were like they were. They were they were antagonists at the same time. They were they were they were that definition of like like what is what is that saying about like iron sharpens iron or or something yeah, like they they iron. were that they were that that thing that they they would conflict and fight, but because of that, because they were both so brilliant and coming at it from different situations, they made the country better because because of that. And and I mean that it's really in them you get that that duality of that Tidewater Virginia and that puritanical New England that that kind of continues to be a major, you know, you can still see that today in reverberations. Yeah, but. it's and it's unfortunate, like if the only thing that we can see now is like looking back in posterity at like examples like that, we can only hope that like there are people right now like we don't look at it like that because we're in the time and we're looking back yeah. on we're looking back on this period of time right now and we can see like why it was so good. But yeah. I, I don't see that happening in in America today quite like it yeah. was back then. But America is also completely, completely different than it was back then. America was at like yeah. that back then it was in this this infancy of this idea, right? The yeah. the yeah. idea was like, oh well, this is supposed to I guess we're gonna do this whole self-governing thing and see how it goes. And now we're two hundred years into it and we're like, okay, well, Self-governing well, works pretty well, but we're big now, and we got to think of other ways around it. Yeah, and and we've also gotten to the point where I don't know. It's hard to not be. It's hard to not be negative when you realize just how not only how fucking corrupt our government is, but how long it's been corrupt. Like it's not. It's not like yeah. You know, like yes, recent. You know the. 2020 2016 those elections definitely kind of brought some of it to it became more popular but you know when you know well well now they're talking about that and i'm I'm still not clear if the cia has actually admitted this or they've potentially admitted this but like you know when they're talking about that the cia did have something to do with the kennedy assassination just came out a couple weeks ago like a week ago yeah like how do you the worst kept secret ever (laughs) Well, not only that, but it's like, what do you do with that information? You know, it's, it's like, like, what, what are what you supposed? Yeah, exactly. What can you do? But it's like, what, it, like in the, in the realm of, of historical precedent, you know, to be on the right side of history, quote unquote, what, like, what do you do with that? Like, what should you do with that? What, like, what, what, what does a good you know what does a jefferson and adams do what does a washington do with that kind of or do they not do anything do, i mean is well, that i think to answer that question that's a great question to ask what can i do with this and what should i do with this with yeah. this information all right well let's start with what can we do with this information True. this is the worst this is the worst kept secret of all time i mean just simple physics alone and just basic asking of simple questions show you that Oswald wasn't the lone assassin. Okay. Right. All right. So we've we've all known that the CIA or there there must have been something else going on. Yeah. Right. And if it's an inside job, then it was an inside job. Okay. Right. Now that it's established that it was an inside job, they have finally admitted it to in, you know, what, 50 years in posterity that it was an inside job. All right. So with that information, 60 years. Yeah. What we do with that information, I mean, that's three generations that that's affected, right? Yeah. All right. We can't really do too much because like at that point in time, like it's a, it's a contentious moment in history and, well, and every, anything and they every, do that. all the responsible party. I mean, yeah, because it's it would be it'll be 60 years next year. Or yeah. Ne- yeah. Next November. Yeah. Ne- November 2023. So. Yeah, I mean, all all responsible parties. Well, if they're not dead, they're almost dead because. Mm-hmm. There, and that's that's by gotta, design. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, and 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 to take that further, yeah. take that further. Like 
there's nothing we can do about that. And if that's the case for back then, then the chances are that that same intelligence agency and that same government and that same type of government is doing that same type of stuff now. So yeah. in 70 years from now, we'll find out of all all the illegal stuff that they were doing that wasn't technically like constitutional. We can't do anything yeah. about it right now. The only thing that you can do or we can do or anybody can do that we can do is ask the questions yeah because that's the only way you can hold that type of people accountable when you poke holes in that ship and it starts to sink a whole hell of a lot quicker than it's supposed to sink yeah well i mean you it's your constitutional right to ask those questions and that's i think the yeah. and it goes back to the genius of the the founding fathers i mean they they yes. they were geniuses i mean Just you, you're allowed to ask questions and people yeah. don't want to ask questions nowadays, and that is an issue. And I think well, that's that kind is, of like what we, you and especially you and I, talk about all the time. Like being yeah, able to yeah. ask those questions are critical. It's critical yeah. because yeah. not only that, or not only are you holding somebody accountable, you're also making sure that you are holding yourself accountable, and you're growing as a person by asking those questions. Because sometimes you're wrong, yeah. and that's okay being wrong, but you yeah. need to admit when you're wrong too, right? I guess it's sort of that. You know what's what's done in the dark will be brought to the light of as long as as long as somebody's walking around stumbling around in a big you know if if america and american history is a big fucking you know indiana jones raiders of the lost ark warehouse mm -hmm. with the lights off as long as somebody at least is out in there stumbling around with a fucking flashlight you know tapping on boxes and like well what the fuck is in here then that's a good that's a good that's a pretty good euphemism i like that yeah yeah, and we're uh, that's what we're aiming to be is the guys yeah. with the flashlights. Going, the flashlights the going on. In like, here? Hey, hey, did you see this over here? What <laughs> is that? The Holy Grail the over there? The fucking CIA killed Kennedy. What the hell? Is nobody paying attention to this? Yeah. What about Bobby? What the fuck is Bobby? Oh yeah. man, that's man. You want to talk about another one that got offed? That whole yeah. Kennedy family, man. That complete. That is something that I'd love to learn more about. Is that whole dynamic with the Kennedy family and yeah, and, and yeah. the government. Are you oh, on to oh, set? Oh, there, there she oh, is. We've got we've got Sophie, the the official, the official. Uh, yeah, she's the official dog of uh, Tavern Talk. Tavern. She is. Yeah. Are you on? Are you on course number two? Yeah, I think, no, yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think I had one before we got started, but yeah. Well, I'm I'm gonna get Bush Light number two. So okay. Oh, here we yeah. go. This is good Tavern Talk. What do you think? What do you think? I'm sure. I'm sure she's got some opinions herself too. That, Probably, probably some yeah, insight her, and wisdom. Her opinion is scratch my back. Yeah. Hang yeah. out with me. You know, in, in a way, like it kind of represents like the sort of like a Buddhist approach of like, hey, you know, just let it be. Just, you know, focus on the simple pleasures in life. You know, a nice, a nice cold course with a buddy or a, or a bush light or, a, you know, a good pair of slacks. Um, Good ball cap. Yeah, good ball cap. You know, it's, uh, it's just. Yeah, uh, man. I think that's kind of what we're. I think that's kind of what we're aiming to do with all this. You know, it's bring a bring a little light into the darkness and uh, bring a little joy to the to just the world, the life, life, whatever. You know, it's what we're kind of aiming to do, man. And we, this has been a brainchild of ours for what about a year now. Uh, so, yeah, it's over a year because. Well, because I was looking at the uh, when I was I was trying to open the uh, the original Google Doc and well, for, somehow it got set to like where I can't type on it anymore. But I think it was I think you sent it to me like in August of 21 or something. So so, yeah, I mean, it only took us, you know, 14, 12, 14 months, um, which which, you know, for me, isn't that bad. So I think that, that, that time, I think that time was critical, though, because like it really kind of hashed out like the majority of our, our ideas with it. And I mean, the whole idea of this podcast is just to like have good conversations and hopefully like somebody like at any point in time, if they learn like one or two things from us, then great, we've done our job. Yeah. And like you and I talked about one time, I was like, we just need to do this because one, it's going to be fun. And sure. that's really the only reason we need to do this. We don't even care if we make money off of this. Like at the it's end true. of the day, it'd be great if we could. It, it would be like, cool if, if we could like, you know cover cover our beer costs and you know that's all i maybe, care about maybe go to gettysburg or something who knows 
Dude, that would be that would be the most legit thing. And the the cool part about doing this is like you don't we don't know where it's gonna go. Like, and at the end of the day, we can say, hey, at least like we had fun doing it. And it's true. That's really all we care about. That's true. And people plus, need to do more stuff like that too. Well, well. Plus, if nothing else, if if I could, well, you you hear a lot of complaints from the folks that are older than us about the current generations. Um, but one of the things is conversation and and how a lot of kids don't it just they aren't very interesting you know so yeah. if nothing else if we could just make ourselves like a little more interesting and a little bit better at talking to people um well if nothing else in our in our jobs that'll be a little bit better at our jobs and and maybe we'll just be a little bit better people as a result so just be happier you'll you'll yeah. like this while we're while we're talking obviously you know tavern talk we got to be drinking a beer while we're talking right Right. It's the fundamental lubrication of uh, good conversation. Is good yeah, beer, I mean, right? that's tavern, taverns without alcohol are just rooms with strangers. So. I get a I get a text from my buddy and his wife, and he goes, "Big surprise, Lyndon is drinking again." I go, "That was a soda." Chris goes, "We don't have soda," and then his wife sends the Michael Scott. Do you think that doing alcohol is cool? <laughs> doing alcohol <laughs> is that when is that when they do the intervention for meredith or something or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think alcohol is cool do you think doing drugs are cool god uh, one of the best tv characters to ever exist michael scott oh yeah that show it, went downhill it, fast when he left it yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't even say it was bad it just it wasn't the same it it was i mean you had you had point. a lot you, I mean, you had the the strength. What managed to buoy it was you had some good other characters. You know, Jim oh, yeah. and Pam and Dwight and and Oscar and uh, um, Kevin. Oh, uh, Kevin and um, Creed, Creed, Angela. and Angela and Stanley. 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 Stanley was great. Um, so you had you had some great supporting characters, but but yeah, you needed that you needed that antagonist. Um, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. This is man's best friend right here. I think this is a good sign of things to come now that Sophie's hanging out with us. Well, tavern talk. I think that we should just make her, I mean, if we just make her the face of it, then I know people would much rather look at Sophie's face than my face. So definitely mine. You got a nice mustache coming in there too, dude. Yeah. It's getting, uh, it's getting kind of long. I I probably got to trim it up a little bit before I go back to work, but, uh, I figured let it let it ride for uh next week yeah. and I'm gonna trim I think I'm gonna trim the beard and just yeah. leave the stash longer. Yeah. I think that's a new look. It's very masculine. Sometimes, especially when I'm around a bunch of like, you know, twenty somethings or early thirty somethings, I kind of feel like I need a bunch of those like big disposable razors like in a pocket and just like to hand them to people. Like, here, bud, why don't you go take care of that? We should start shaving like that dude in Predator. Just dry shave constantly. Oh, with the with the Bowie knife. <laughs> no, no. You remember that guy in Predator, the dude? Oh, uh, oh right. Who just shaves. Um, he, yeah, Jesse Ventura's buddy. Yeah, he just shaves like the bald dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just constantly That's is shaving. True. Another weird thing that '80s movies lied to us about is those type of movies. Re- special forces soldiers. Fire. Yeah, special yeah. forces soldiers look nothing like. Oh, those no, big bodybuilders, dude. It's no, not like, functional. Like, you, it's it's not at all. And just just the concept, you know. All, all due respect to Jesse Ventura, but I want to see anybody haul a fucking minigun. Not even the ammunition. Let's just we'll we'll leave the ammunition. What somebody else hauling yeah. the ammunition? Let's yeah. just. I just want to see somebody hump a fucking minigun through the fucking jungle. The entire reason that the two two three five five six caliber round came to popularity or was adopted by the military was because it was lighter to carry in the fucking jungle. Yeah, yeah. Was it ballistically the best fucking round? No. Well, I don't know. That's that's for somebody that knows more about ballistics, but probably not. No. Was it is it lighter than carrying thirty caliber thirty out six hunting ammo around? Fuck yeah, yeah. So there's probably a reason for that. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, those special forces guys. Like, I mean, no doubt 
every time you see pictures of them all kitted out and everything, they look like fucking badasses. Oh, yeah. But, but they don't look like Arnold. No, no, so. they're not. That, I mean, that's a completely different type of strong. Like, it's more like a lean. Even the Spartans back, the Spartans in three, like uh, the Thermopylae days, they did yeah. all like just calisthenics. Yeah. Right. They were big yeah. into like pull ups, push ups, crunches. Well, and, and, and I think I saw sprunting. somewhere or read somewhere that, you know, they were probably their height, they were probably about five eight, five ten or something was the was probably about the average height. And um and, and then when like you look at uh if you look like the guys that win in the CrossFit games and stuff, like all those guys, they're like five eight, five nine, five ten, yeah. you know, five seven. So it's it's that it's it's not guys like our height. It's not like yeah, big dudes. We don't, it's, we, we don't do well. Us, no, us big boys don't do too well in that. We're, we're good. We're good for like we're good anchor points. I would imagine like stand oh, yeah. right here and kill as many fuckers as come your way. Yeah, and, you know, you, we're we're the ones that get that that big claymore. You know, that Scottish sword that's like two handed. Oh, yeah. Like we're probably the guys that get that thing, and they're like, we're go st- stand over there, and if anybody tries to come your way, just fucking kill them. <laughs> but but nobody's it's, saying, hey, we're gonna want you to. Sprint across the field. <laughs> and when you get there, <laughs> do, do as much damage as you can. Yeah. That'd be good to, I like that euphemism too, because that gives me an idea of what I would have been in like an ancient battlefield. Yeah. I'd have just been like in Troy, Ajax, which is mm-hmm. Ajax and Troy was, you know, oh, yeah. Ajax, one of the coolest didn't, characters. Didn't, he have, a, in did he have a hammer or am I, am I boshing that? He did. Ajax he did have, have a hammer. hammer. Yeah, he had a hammer. And, then, and remember, there was there was big Ajax and there was like little Ajax too. Yeah, big Ajax was like that was the, the guy who one. like yeah he's the guy who wouldn't like they didn't really like dive into his backstory, backstory on Troy as much as like because Ajax is a pretty formidable like character in the yeah. Iliad, you know. Yeah. Um But dude, they I mean obviously you know you got Brad Pitt playing Achilles like yeah you're gonna have to spend a lot of time hanging out with Brad Pitt which because he's Brad Pitt. I kind of feel Which like I, get it. I like there. hanging out with Brad Pitt. I feel like in the I feel like in the context of the Iliad that uh that Brad Pitt was actually like you couldn't get much more apropos as far as like a character actor. Yeah. Like do you like think that, that, that would, Yeah. Do you think that would I mean, probably be his like best like I mean he was typecast yeah. for that role? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that necessarily that's his best role. I mean, I, I think he's, I think he's a more talented actor than just doing that. But I would say that, like, as far as like, if you're gonna pick, pick somebody to represent Achilles, like we they know he was, we know, yeah, we know he was a pretty dude. Like, like, yeah, they're everybody was just gaga over the guy. Brad and, Pitt, two thousands. Yeah, and I can also see Brad Pitt being a kind of a moody guy too, because obviously yeah. the whole fucking story is basically Achilles being butthurt over some dude jacking his girlfriend yeah oh yeah yeah he he hates agamemnon yeah yeah fuck you agamemnon you stole my girlfriend that i stole from you know that i enslaved and i mean maybe she was well yeah we don't want we don't want the one that mad at us so we just we should just stand stand firm and she was probably unhappy about the whole situation Uh, yeah they should have asked her opinion on they should have like they should have like, excuse me, Briseis, do you do you want to stay with Achilles or do you want to go with Agamemnon? Or would would you like us to release you and you go back to your family because you're a woman and has you have you have your um you have the right to decide these things. Right. You're a strong person. Right. So Yeah, I uh I think that, we're I think that was I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're fucked. Yeah. I think every I think every further word we say on this is just digging another shovel full out of the grave. I think so too, but it's all right. We can cut this. We yeah, haven't released true. it yet. That's we just true. Cut that's it. true. We just cut it. That's true. I don't even know. Te- I don't even know technically how to upload it yet. So they're they're this. You know, we've got all kinds of time ahead. We, we can edit the hell out of this shit. We can't. Ever go to Colonial Williamsburg? Oh, when I was a kid, and I didn't even yeah. appreciate it. Well, I'd love to go back. Well, I, I would love to go back too. I last time I was there, I liked it as a kid. But last time we went, I was, I think I was twenty, so I, I definitely like even more so was able to appreciate it that time. Um, but a big picture goal is we get we get to the point where we have enough credibility that we could actually like get permission to record like one evening or something in one of the taverns they've oh. they've redone there. That would be like cool. Lexington. 
in the little tavern that oh yeah they freaking got going in because that's oh, still be there cool. the tavern that they were drinking in that'd be cool that could be our whole thing is like we just like get permission to like record in like historic bars and taverns like dude you know we could go record it in the corner bar here in st charles i'm sure they wouldn't put up a fight you're gonna have you're gonna smell like i hope you're okay with smelling like a 30 pack of smokes but well that's what they make that's what they make showers and soap for so yeah that's what they make strong cologne for yeah exactly exactly i I didn't say that like i want to like smell like a yeah you don't want to smell like a moose you said Oh well, no. I was, I was, I was thinking like, I don't, you know. I think, I think smells are, smells are important. I agree. Smells help, help set the mood, you know. I was. Uh, everybody who listens to Tavern Talks is going to think my. Mind. I'm already picturing him as like a Mark Twain esque type figure with like the long droopy mustache and can tell me everything there is to know about the Mississippi River and the Missouri and the River and. Dude, he's. He's legit, man. He's, but uh, yeah. he, I had this weird interaction like when we were leaving. It was like he went in for a handshake, and I was like, "Nope, we're coming in. You give me a hug." And he's like, "Oh, we had this weird like thing." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't even care." But yeah. uh, dude, he's apparently he used to drink like an animal. So now I know river, where right? I get this from. Yeah, yeah he he told me this one story river. one time. He goes, he goes, ah, you know, I was. We had a fish fry after we got home, and I said, you know, I can't drive anywhere right now. I'm just going to sleep on the boat. But this <laughs> boat doesn't have water, or it doesn't have running water on it right now because it's all unplugged. So I was, <laughs> I was shit out of luck next day. But he goes, I was like, you could go you go back to work and earn, like, he can earn a fuck ton of money. Like, oh, really? just a fuck ton. Because the railroad captains, they, they, that's not a job that's like, that is a very specific skill. You have yeah. to be able to run a crew, and it is so specific. And there's not many of them right now. So he, say, he that, go, that sounds that sounds like a micro work. dirty job level. Like you make weirdly insane amounts of money because nobody can fucking do it. Right. So I asked him. I go, "Do you think you could go back?" He goes, "I've been retired for two years now," and. Chris, you need to meet this guy. He's just the most Midwestern yeah. guy you've ever seen. Oh, I've been retired yeah. for two years now, and I just can't deal with the fucking bullshit politics of the fucking job. I, I'd rather fucking they t- they made me take my pocket knife out, and I couldn't have my pocket knife on me because I could potentially stab myself with my pocket knife. I'm not why going back s- to work. Why would you stab yourself with your pocket knife? That would be stupid. He, he said they can't do it. That's like part of really? the red tape of all the fucking shit now. They can't have it. See, it's that, a fucking pocket knife. Like everybody's got yeah. one. That's did did you ever did you ever read Atlas Shrugged? Mm-mm. It's it's one of those that like like when I was twenty one, I thought Atlas Shrugged was like like I pretty much evaluated it as like there's the Bible and then there's Atlas Shrugged, which anybody listening to this will automatically like assign me to a category as a result of saying that. Yeah. Let it be known, I was 21, so it's been a minute. I no longer find Out the Shrug to be just second to the Bible, but the the whole premise is is like all the all the engineers and all the basically all the people that can actually do shit in the world or in in America, like they just quit, and yeah. they go to this this canyon in the Colorado Rockies and just make their own like little utopia of workers. Which is not really a utopia. It's like a work. It, it's 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 an interesting concept. <laughs> yeah, it's a thousand yeah. pages of like a. This is interesting. It, it makes of, you really hate communism. So speaking of speaking of tough trades, I just sent you a uh, a sign that my friend Blaine saw in Sage, Illinois. Which Sage is where all the strip clubs are. Pays more than unemployment auditions would stay. <laughs> That's a real sign. <laughs> You want to talk about it? Awesome. Rough trade. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know my, uh, and somebody told me that this was in a movie, so it may not be that original of an idea. But uh, I think that if we ever start a gym, in addition to you know obviously have some discounts for uh, you know the whole the first responders, the firemen, and the EMTs, and and those folks out there, military folks. Uh, I think we should also have a stripper discount. <laughs> 
Yeah. Or or women in the, yeah. the entertainment yeah. industry. I, I mean, I guess we could. Well, I guess we could actually have, you know, if there's a male strip club, we could offer it to the men too. Um, maybe we'll just got to be inclusive nowadays. You got to be inclusive. You got to be inclusive. And what, what is going to bring those housewives in to faster than a bunch of dudes that are in the the male stripping industry. So I think it's just a good business, sound business decision across the board. The only people that we won't really attract are the Southern Baptists and who needs them. Well, I don't think that's a big market, at least outside of like Georgia. Dude, yeah, I'm telling you, I went to a Baptist college my first year of uh, college, and that sounds like good. Good on them. Good on them. Yeah, but Catholics and Baptists do not mix. (laughs) Let me tell you, I can, I can, I can see that. And as a, uh, as a, and I feel like I can justifiably say bad things about Southern Baptist because I was raised a Southern Baptist, so. I think that makes it okay. Being uh, Catholic's fun, man. You get to drink. Yeah. Well, you nobody get to, frowns you, upon it. It's encouraged. You get to drink, and and what as Saint Paul said, you know, like all things are lawful, just not all things are good for me to do. Which mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely true. Very There's wise, a man. whole shit ton of things that are bad for me to do. Um, I still do some of them. What is <laughs> what is Rick Dalton? You're drinking again. Drinking. <laughs> miserable drunk so yeah whiskey sours on m8 why and then 10 12 could just stop at two yeah. i think that when i saw that i always thought leo was like great when i saw oh, yeah. that i go he's a fucking legend he's a legend yeah. i yeah. mean that was perfect him because and, every him man and brad, him and brad every, pitt both like oh. i like both both those guys like i hey i we probably would disagree politically and and I'm yeah. not sure that we'd we'd have a whole lot of common ground socially, but dad gummit, they're damn good actors. They're incredible actors. Yeah. But that they're... that scene alone of him doing that, if I watch if, that movie and I go, This is this this automatically is my favorite movie. Like just boom, because of that. If, that is so if you're, well if you're a man and you drink alcohol and you've never had a similar conversation like that with yourself, everybody's done it. Everybody. Yeah, you're you're. Well, I don't know if you're doing something wrong, but you don't drink that much. Being being man enough to actually like not only not only can you accept that about yourself, but you can make it funny. That's that's yeah. a sign of his. That's a sign. That's a sign of a true man there. Well, I think he he was onto something too. That's kind of what we're kind of onto as well. Beer drinking. I right. Mean, we could drink beer till the cows come home. Right. Right. And like, there's a there's an off switch. When right. you're drinking beer, right? You get full. Just, you get full. Yeah, you're done. Like, you're done. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. And, and then you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have drank all those beers when you got 13 scattered around, right? 13. <laughs> Couldn't stop at three. Right. Exactly. But where, where, it gets, beers. where it gets hair is when we start drinking, like, the hard liquor, right? The, lic- my, the liquor. It's like, don't even do it. But, dude, you're right. I, I would get, like, a, at one point in time. And this is bad, but this is like kind of the wisdom that this is also when I like started getting like history, like really big. Yeah. Because you start to question yourself when you're doing that type of shit, right? You're like, what the fuck is the matter with me? And so you start like going to history to posterity to figure out like, well, somebody else had to have that issue. Right. And that's when I like kind of like started reading Marcus Aurelius meditations. I'm like, there has got to be some wisdom here. It has to be. And that's ultimately the only way you can find like any sort of like any sort of like salvation is by yeah. going through the fucking shit. Yeah. Like when you're yeah. doing that type of drinking, that's the only way you'll be wise is when you're doing dumb shit like that and you have to overcome yeah. it. And then you you do it and you're like, I've been there well, I think, and I won't do it again. I think that's the the kind of the frustrating thing too about, you know, again, uh, this is, this is basically bitching about first world, um life's so comfortable that we have to create our own problems problems but you know you got to think that the 18th century the 17th century you know if you were even if you were middle class even if you're comfortable hell even if you were you know even if you were like jefferson level like i would imagine thomas jefferson put in harder days and he 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 was born into money and and had you know well, he had debts, but 
basically he lived he had money all his life mm-hmm. i would imagine that thomas jefferson put in more hard working days than you or i combined have ever put yeah so you know i, th- I think there used to be there used to be more ways to, well you didn't have to we did you didn't necessarily have to create problems that life just kind of threw some at you <laughs> mm-hmm. life life would fucking kill you without you having to go out of your way to find it yeah um, you'd just be all of a sudden oh i've got fucking smallpox fuck yeah I'm, and that's a problem that but, we don't have well but then also you have to remember like like one of john adams's sons you know he died of died of alcohol or or was basically a narrative yeah. you, you still he you still had people degenerate. Yeah, well, in one of uh, one of Jeff, I think Jefferson's was it his son-in-law or something, kind of a similar situation. Or it, it was like a relation by marriage, but he was another one that was kind of basically like, "Hey, you're you're treating this, you're treating your wife wrong, and yeah. you know, you better straighten the fuck up, or we're gonna straighten you up." Um, but I mean, it's not you know, this is there's something in. There's something in humanity that, you know, for what, you know, it's like, um, who's, who's the philosopher that said that, you know, if, if everything that uh, something about man, basically we're incapable of sitting in a room, like sitting on your bed in your room by yourself without like, and just being contemplative or just being patient like that. The, the concept true. of like the concept of like, hey, um, so this coming Friday night, you know, I just want you to go home and just, you know, sit on the couch and don't don't turn on the TV. Don't don't even pick up a book or anything. Just just sit there and be quiet for six hours and then go to bed. Like that's if, if you're honest with if you're honest with yourself, how fucking hard does that sound? That's awful. Like, yeah, that yeah, flies uh, into uh, yeah, everything uh, you taught. Again, again, like don't don't pick up a book that you're enjoying or even that you just you want to read. Don't don't do that. Don't turn on the TV and watch a show that's funny or a good documentary or anything. Just just sit there quietly in your room by yourself and just sit there. Like yeah. that sounds like fucking hell for six hours. And that in itself is why. We have, you know, we create problems for ourselves <laughs> because they're more. It makes life more interesting. No, you do. We 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 as humans do create problems for ourselves, and that's. But the only way you like, the only way you can learn, and gain wisdom is by creating your own problems and solving yeah. those problems. And it's, it's kind of it's kind of ironic because like later on in life we're gonna have to tell. Well, our kids or whoever are important people around us like yeah listen man like I'm, i know you want to do this right now but believe me you don't because you're going to be better off for it and they're going to go through that and then they're going to be like why didn't i just listen to lenny yeah. or chris back back in the day yeah. and but they have to, it's it's the it's the the plight it's of the man thing. you yeah. have to deal with it yeah i think i think the um I think Jocko talked about it on one of his podcasts, but kind of with with kids that really the best way is you just as a parent, you want to put up guardrails like you, you can't you can't keep them from shit like you can't because if you, if you keep if you keep somebody from shit eventually, you know, whether it's through age or something else like some they're going to find shit somehow and you, you want them to be prepared for shit. You don't want them to just. You don't want them to go and fucking drown in the first mud puddle they cut stumble across. So you want them to actually, but so it's that it's that art between like, you know, it's enough rope to hang yourself on, but maybe maybe like you can still drag your toe on the ground so you don't actually suffocate and something come cut you down because or something. I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, it's kind of a dark scene. Twelve Years a Slave. That scene in Twelve Years a Slave. You ever oh, seen I never that saw movie? that one. I never Ooh, saw that one. Chris. Is that the, favor, uh, when we get done when we get done watch 12 years of slave is that the one it's with incredible uh, steve mcqueen great movie oh, oh the steve shit. steve mcqueen the director steve mcqueen the director oh. not steve mcqueen the actor is that the one with will smith no that's emancipation this one is with uh i can't ever pronounce his fucking name but um 
Brad Pitt's in it for Is a split he? second. Oh shit. Brad Pitt, uh Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh dude, it's so good. It is so like good. It's about uh Solomon Solomon Northrup. It's a true story. You need oh, to watch he, that. Is movie. he the guy that was in Blood Diamond? I or think so. Chouette, yeah, okay. I can't pronounce I can't pronounce. But dude, okay. if you love history, then you need to watch that movie. Okay. Cool. Well, what we got? We've been yapping for an hour and a half yep. now. We've got Good. well, we've, we've got an hour and two minutes. Hour um, and two. Uh, yeah, since we started recording, so pretty good. So that's pretty good. Should we should we say our goal? I think we set a little bit of our like our goals for this. Should we just state them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do so you think, want? What do you accomplish? What do you want to accomplish with this, Chris? Well, I think first, like I think it would be nice to go, and we don't necessarily have to go revolution to, you know, global war on terror, but it, at least in a elliptical way kind of touch on the historical points of American history and maybe along the way, like pull out some stuff that like is not as well known, you know, the, the things that, you know, we don't hear about as much. Like how Bush um, is basically Bud Light only. Not exactly. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or we could, we could talk about what was happening in 1893 or whatever, when Pabst won that blue ribbon that they have really, Really, I feel like they've kind of worn it out a little bit. What it, I've never even heard this, so go ahead and tell me. Oh well, all I know is what I've learned from the can. But I think it says on the can that like that in eighteen, we'll say ninety three. It might have been ninety two or a different year, but it was it was the nineteenth century that Pabst. I guess it was just called Pabst then, but Pabst beer won a blue ribbon, and apparently they were so fucking proud of it that they decided to incorporate it into their brand. And, you know, I kind of feel like that they're, they're, you know, there's the guy that like he threw the touchdown pass. He was the quarterback in high school and threw the touchdown pass. And that happened 25 years ago. And he's still like, he's still milking it. That's PBR. Cause PBR. And then there's, well, I was about to say, I was about to say there's that guy. And then there's Paps Blue Ridge. <laughs> That's been making a company out of it. PBR is trash. Yeah. It's, um, I had some, I went to see the, uh, the white Buffalo in concert over in Missoula um, a couple weeks ago and good show. Got to say, if anybody out there, it's kind of weird. I keep like flashing back to the fact that like, we want people to listen to this, but if anybody else, yeah. But if anybody out there hasn't listened to the white Buffalo, I highly recommend checking him out on Spotify or wherever the fuck you find music. Um, And, but it was a good show. Had a lot of energy. Um, I forget, I forget the, his name like I, I know it and I, I just keep forgetting it um but anyway like it was a great show so check it out and go see the white buffalo uh if given the opportunity but i had some i had some paps blue ribbon there because you know they had the tall boys like they have a concert like those Ooh, only yeah. the, the ones that you only find at concerts yep um and i think that was like my first two beers and then after that i switched over to Coors light because she's like yeah it's it's not that good, so. Kurt Kurt's lights, good stuff. Well, I had a I had a buddy in college that uh, you you probably had one of these too, but he was the guy that like he didn't go to the college that you were going to, like he was like sort of in and out of classes, like at different uh, colleges, yeah. and uh, but he was he sort of had that. Well, when you're eighteen, nineteen years old, he had he being like twenty, twenty one. He seemed like he had like older wisdom. And then unfortunately, if you keep being friends, you kind of get to a point where you realize that he's not actually wise. He's just had like more hangovers than I have, which not to say that hangovers yeah. don't give you a certain level of wisdom, but hangover wisdom can't take you from plebeian to Abraham Lincoln. Like you got to, you got to some... actually, there's some, yeah. there's some education involved there. There's some actual like, that's true. There's some actual knowledge, you know, you can't like, like hang, hangovers can get you from naive 18 year old to seasoned 20 year old. That is true, though. The, the way you said there is very wise because there is a little bit of wisdom in hangovers. It's a yeah. Little bit. Oh, there's there, there's definitely there's definitely something to be be learned there. If nothing else, the art of maintaining a sense of humor when 
you feel like your skull is splitting open. And I guess we should make a point of saying that we do not advocate the alcoholic the consumption of alcoholic beverages for anybody under the lawful age of 21 years old. It is even though bad we did dangerous. it. Yeah, even though even we though, did it. Even though we did it, but it's bad and dangerous. When I was 16. Well, <laughs> we can't just. We got to. This is for posterity. This is for posterity. Fair enough. This we can, is for we can cut that. This is for posterity. You, you, you could die. I don't know how you would die, but you could die. You could. We won't. We won't go into the, the fact that you could die. You could die doing anything, basically, just about. But, but so yeah. Wait till you're 21. Um, unless I think maybe in some states, like if your parents say it's okay, like you can drink with your parents. So, so we're just going to assume that we're talking to people. In states where if your parents say it's okay, you can you can have some beers um, if those places exist. It's not I don't think it's on us to know the alcohol consumption laws of every state that that does. That seems like beyond a reasonable purview. Um, My friend Blade just goes, I told him we're recording a podcast. You'll get a laugh out of this. He goes, do drunk history, but then just turn it into. Stories of your drunk escapades as it goes on, then finish it off with showing everyone a song from the 80s we've all heard. <laughs> He's on to us. He's on to us. <laughs> well done. I feel like I feel like we've had we've had some history. We, let's see. We could do like a this day in history. Let's see. So this is December. What is this? December 27th? Yeah. So oh, it's right the fucking front of me. Um so December 27th. Well, I know during 1944, the Battle of the Bulge was still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the battle where uh, the commander responded to the German offer of surrender with nuts. Yep. Which. I'm a, I think that, that was basically the equivalent of fuck yourself. Just in like. Only is that's like, a is this guy fucking crazy or like well, if you're the German commander and you get. You yeah. give him this opportunity. They, hey, what, we're gonna we're gonna let you get out of this alive, and he yeah. comes back with that. You're like, this guy's a lunatic. Yeah, because it's not like they did like they they the, the term "go fuck yourself" was definitely in use at that time. On like so, I don't know. Like, if I was offered that, then I was like, you know what, we're not taking it. I don't know that I would say nuts. What I would but, say, my phrase that I would use if I was surrounded by germans and i knew like that we were gonna i'm not gonna give up and we're just gonna fight to death i would say barring patent breaking through this is not going well so i would say these words i would say go fuck yourself and send that back to him (laughs) (laughs) and that the message would be pretty clear he'd be like oh god this guy's you could you could just send like a montage of all the great sayings like you know like like hey we will fight in the shade B, come and take it. C, <laughs> no <Nice>. fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Oh yeah. Then then like then you could have like D, go fuck yourself, and you could just circle D, go fuck yourself, or make it like a multiple e, choice question. All the above. Oh, that's true. Yeah. E, all the above. <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I I think we're on to something with that. I mean, this is gonna like. As you and I have talked about this whole like idea, this brainchild that we have, and it's uh, yeah, we're not gonna like be perfect at it, but I don't think the aim's perfection. I think the aim's like just like this is gonna help us, it's, and hopefully it helps somebody else too. Well, the the like, I've got a range of podcasts that I listen to, and I've got to say like the, there's there's one that I won't mention it on the podcast because since we don't know for sure that they would. Approve, and I don't, I don't, I don't know how that works in the podcasting world. We'll get there eventually, right? Um, but I kind of like theirs because it, it is more. It's very informal seeming. Like, like they have a topic and they touch on the topic, but then they also like say things like "fuck the ATF." Um, so, oh yeah, I feel like that's sort of the the vibe that we're going for. Of, of we're Any not necessarily government agency can fuck themselves. Basically. So basically, this is our, this is us. As the general who said sure. not, this is our version of saying A, piss off, B, yeah, nuts. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Come and take it. C Olive. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is if if nothing else, this is our attempt to exercise our First Amendment rights as free Americans protected under the Constitution. Yeah. 
freedom of speech. We have the freedom. We have the freedom to say what we want. And in some cases, if if, for example, women get a little pissed at us for the the slight detour on the Briseis topic, then. Well, that's fine. They can be mad all they want. That's fine. Yeah, I mean that, you know, I don't I don't think we said anything that bad, but, you know, again, I think we were tamed. This could get a lot more R rated. That's true. That's true. Some of but, just some you know, of our escapades that you and I have been in when going down in fucking Ballard in Seattle. Holy fuck. We need to do that again sometime, actually. That was we fun. should. We should. That, that was, was a good fun. night. That was a good night. I'm still blown away by just how hungover I was because I just felt like it. I felt like the hangover was more intense than like at no point in the night was I like fist pumping. No. And yet we just the hangover. Kept going. Yeah. We kept going. We kept That's the train a rolling. You know what we need to find is is we need to find like some nurses. Yes. Like like you know how did you ever watch MASH? No. Oh. Watch some MASH because MASH <laughs> is a great yeah. MASH is a great old show that like I don't recommend like binging the whole thing because I've never done that and I've gotten real sick of it. But definitely a choose your own adventure kind of way through it. Yeah, you know, watch a few episodes. And and anyway, the point that I was driving at is is we should really like we should we should like meet some nurses that know how to do the the IVs because I've heard that that'll take you from like dead to alive. Quick. Alive. Yeah. I've heard that too. We should yeah. do that. So, and I'm not personally I'm not scared of needles. So, well, we got to here's we we're just two old bachelors just trying to navigate our way. We're not really yeah. that old either. Yeah, we're so. not that old. Christ was 33 when he was crucified. He wasn't yeah. that old. That's true. Like, yeah, like, yeah, if we're still having the same conversation at 53, we're getting Now we got old. a problem. Yeah. I think we're going to navigate some good times with this, though. I think so. I think yeah. so. We'll we'll touch on some historical topics, maybe some, some self-help, you know, or if nothing else, some, well, I did this and it didn't work out so well, so maybe try to avoid that, you know? It's, it, it's just good, clean tavern talk sure that's good sure. clean stuff good yeah. clean stuff brewed with cool. rocky mountain water and bush lattes and bush lattes i gotta uh i gotta get ready to all right go hang with the fellas but um we'll call it a we'll this call is it good we, we had a good half hour, good. hour and a half man i agree i agree we'll uh we'll set a time and do this again and uh Okay. See, it's on the books. Now we're back. We, we took we took the first baby step. That's true. We made now we made stepping. the first. Hey, you always throw out the first pancake, so you might as well get baking or cooking or something. Yeah. So I'm smelling what you're stepping in. There I'm we go. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> All right. Sounds good.